go ahead and pick your speed up your number one now, runway 27, clear to land green dot. Welcome to Oshkosh, guys. Hello, and welcome to the Green Dot, EAA's podcast for anyone and everyone who loves aviation. My name is Hal Bryan, and I'm usually one of the hosts on the show. I'm EAA's managing editor for print and digital content and publications, but today it's my privilege to welcome a guest host and turn over the reins to him. Uh, that's my boss, Jim Busha, our vice president of publications, marketing, and membership, and he's going to sit down with a very special guest, and we're going to talk about some uh, some things about AirVenture and give you the lowdown on what's coming up there. So, Jim, why don't you take it away and introduce your guest? Well, thank you, Hal. So with us today is CEO and Chairman of the Board, Jack Pelton, who uh, will discuss uh, our upcoming AirVenture plans for 2021. So, Jack, let's, uh, let's kick this off. I'm sure there's a lot of members who uh, have a lot of questions and, and uh, concerns. So, Jack, first things first, are we having AirVenture this year? First of all, Jim, thanks for taking the time to have this discussion because it's really important that we have an opportunity early to talk about AirVenture to get out to our members kind of the latest thinking and, and plans. And yes, 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 we are going to have AirVenture 2021. The, the, uh, let, me, let me go through the kind of explanation of how we got to uh, the decision around having AirVenture 21 because it really, we got to roll the clock back to March of 2020 when we first undertook the, the decision tree process, if you will, for last year's AirVenture because of COVID. What we learned, um, kind of the processes we went through and how that's driving the decision for this year because we did learn a lot and I think we're, we're much more skilled at knowing what is the right data we should be looking at to make these types of tough decisions. So last year we, we learned that there's a couple really key areas that you have to focus on in order to have the event. And, and I'm not going to give you these in priority order, but they're certainly in uh, the, the key constituents that you have to consider. Back then, the first one was certainly the virus. What the heck's going on with the virus and how is it manifesting itself? And what are the actual regulatory requirements, both nationally and locally, on what is allowed and what isn't allowed? Now, things have changed since then on uh, how, that's, how that is mandated, but that, that's one of the key pieces. Another key piece is our volunteers. This event takes 5,000 plus volunteers and without them it won't happen. So we, we had to really monitor closely um, the feelings and, and whether or not volunteers were willing to participate in that environment. Uh, same with our members who are our attendees, it's their convention, and then our exhibitors and sponsors. And so we, we mapped that out. And I think for this year, it's it's that roadmap has stayed very, very consistent, that those are the things that we have been looking at um, since last year's cancellation and are helping to form the, the touch points, if you will, and coming to the decision that we can have it. We've been talking to the volunteers and, and you know, to, almost to a person, they have been pretty supportive in saying, if you guys have the air venture, we will come. Now, that's let's date stamp that February of 2021. They're saying that for July. And we continue to remain very close to them to see if there's any changes in, in the uh in their particular perspective, similarly to members. Um, and then also with our exhibitors and sponsors. And, and right now, uh, sitting here in, in February, we're almost sold out completely for exhibit spaces, the volunteer community. Um, we There's a, a small percentage of them that have dropped out, and a lot of that's just based on 
their personal effects of COVID, whether it be high risk or age or, or risk concerns. Um, and our members, we're trying to get messages like this out so we can get feedback based on what we intend to do uh, to make sure that it's a safe environment. And, and so we've looked at those groups and then we've looked at the virus itself and said, we've learned a lot. Uh, a lot of it has to do with what are the right protocols that should be put in place based on national CDC guidelines, local county and city guidelines. And we understand the, the biggest concern is sanitization and disinfecting, that that's the, uh, the number one concern that we need to have along with distancing and uh, the mask issue. <laughs> and I, I think when you hear this, we will have already talked about what we intend to do. And we're getting a lot of member feedback on, on our reaction to that. I think probably the most disappointing has been we're, this decision that we're making is not a decision that's political. We are about as apolitical as you could get. We're trying to make the decision on what we think is the best for the health and safety of everyone who attends. And we'd like to, we'd like to have everybody stay in there, either, either come to the center or stay in their corners and leave that at home as far as your own personal beliefs on that. Uh, believe me, our only concern is your health and your safety, not your personal beliefs. So there, there, there you have how we got to where we are today with the decision-making. Well, it certainly seems there's been a lot of uh, uh, deep planning and probably sleepless nights for you. Um, so with that, how are we as an organization ensuring that AirVenture will happen this year? We're, we're looking at each, again, each one of those groups and the... Um, you know, important piece of that is let, let me let me answer it in when you how we think the experience will be when you come to AirVenture as to what we are doing to ensure that it will happen and what have we done. So let me let me walk through um, what I think that experience would be, and I, I think the way I like to I, I guess it's kind of like telling a story is to. Um, first, we're going to have a large number of people that continue to come in uh, by airplane. Um, we have the notum from from last year that we did not get to implement that this year we're implementing, so people need to pay attention. It's a different arrival notum. And that flying and landing and camping is going to be about as safe a, of activity as you can do based on everything that we know today. If you're coming by car, um, we're working very, very hard on doing advanced purchase activities so that there is contactless ways of getting your parking through a QR code um, and being able to roll right into the lot, have your wristband already on, and be able to not have to have any weight moves or cues or standing in any admission lines and be able to come directly into the event. Um, we are not requiring masks, but we're recommending masks if you can't distance. Um, we are taking extreme precautions for congested areas to to cause distancing to occur. So I think some there's some very visible examples of that where we're canceling the Monday night concert, um, theater in the woods, we're going to space out seating, uh, flight line, we're doing something kind of novel and new, which is to actually have two show centers, one to the north and one to the south. And actually the, the air show performers are very excited about that. Uh, so that'll create some natural distancing um, any of the large banquets and indoor activities that we have, we are canceling. Um, Kid Venture, which is a kind of condensed area, we are 
relaying out Kid Venture to be an open-air tent spread out over the grounds. But some of the the close or areas you'd have to clean significantly more like the kitty cockpits and areas like that were just not going to open up this year. Uh, forms and workshops, seating will be, be spread out. And we will actually, to accommodate making sure all the best forms can still continue to happen, is we will... Uh, let's take Bert Rutan, draws a massive crowd. We'll have Bert multiple days during the week, so you can achieve the same number of people seeing it. It's just spread out during during the week. We're still working on what does the food venues look like. We don't have the complete answers for that, but we assume it'll be much more of a grab-and-go kind of con- uh, concept. Um, along with in our camping facility, we're doing the same thing with admissions, trying to do uh, – it's not going to be contactless, but it's going to be the ability to advance, purchase, have your credentials, just show them and roll roll right on in. Um, you know, th- those are the big, big kind of areas that give you an idea that, a- as I in- internally I refer to, back to basics, is if you go back in our history, you look, it started out as a 150 airplane flying, and we're getting back to those kinds of routes, but all of our exhibitors are saying they're going to be there. Um, our exhibit hangers, we have taken 80 exhibits out of hangers A, B, C, and D and moved them to a new location to spread people out uh, and provide larger aisles and, and areas to, again, kind of force distancing, if you will. And, you know, we hope that people will take the responsibility to make good judgments when they, you know, I know even on a normal air venture, when I look into a hangar and it's wall-to-wall people and I don't think I will have the time to be able to spend, I I. I move on to another one or, or change the, the the time in the day that I'm going to go through there. And we're just going to have people, I think, looking after each other and doing the same. So, I mean, the question was how, you know, how are you going to have it? What, what, what makes you think that's going to be okay? That's what you'll see on the grounds. Um, we're weighing all of that against how is the vaccine getting rolled out and how are the numbers coming along? Um, very, very fortunate having this conversation this week. The numbers in Wisconsin are getting significantly better. They're back down to September kinds of levels of of uh, what we're experiencing for positive testing, which is, is significantly lower than where we, where we were. And we're hoping that we'll continue to, to see that progress and we'll continue to watch the, the rollout of the vaccine. Wisconsin's doing a really good job. I mean, it, you can read things that's, that could be counter to that, but 30% of the people age 65 and above have been vaccinated. Uh, that's a big number at this this point in time. So if you roll the clock forward to June, um, we could be well on our way to having the higher risk areas uh, completed with vaccine. So based on what you're saying, and I, I know you've spoken about this before and, and in your columns, um, you said that things will be different this year. What will that member experience be like for you? You, you know, it's funny. We're so close to it. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm buried in the forest. And if I really try to step back and look at the trees, I'm, I'm being cautious by saying it'll be different. But I, I'm, I'm not feeling that it will be because I, I hope, like all the rest of you guys, we, we come to AirVenture for all these years to come see really cool airplanes um, and see all of our friends that we only get to see once a year. Um, some of the, some of the trappings and banquets. Oh, I can, I, <laughs> my schedule could live without those. That's not, <laughs> that's not all that bad. So I, I think the essence of what we're all about, which is people and airplanes will be completely intact. 
and it'll be there in a big way. That's great news. Looking forward to it. Um, obviously, uh, 2019, record year for, for the organization and for our members. Um, so moving into 2020, there was a lot of plans uh, going forward. Last year, uh, with that, you had planned on having the snowbirds. Um, what does this year's lineup look like? We, we went out and, and um, took 2020, which was really well planned. I mean, as, as you guys can all imagine, it caught us by surprise having to cancel it. We had all of our acts lined up. We had everything in place. Um, you know, the, the headliner was going to be the Snowbirds. But we've had, and people get a little bit enamored with thinking if you don't have a jet team. it's And we've never had jet teams up until the last few years. And I think we've had now a total of... Snowbirds, I think, three times, uh, Blue Angels twice, Thunderbirds once. I'm looking for head nods around the table if I'm getting my back straight. It hasn't been, um, there ha- they haven't been here that many times. We have a great air show without a military jet team, and we've proven that for all of these years. So we've rolled over the 75th, and now we're calling it plus one, anniversary of World War II, and we have a really beautiful display that's going to occur of some of the most significant airplanes that participated in World War II doing flying demonstrations. And, you know, as as we get further and further away from World War II, they become rarer and rarer, and it's going to be uh, extremely special. We've got the U.S. Air Force Special Forces are going to be there. We're going to have some humanitarian airplanes on the ground, like the Orbis Eye Hospital and some other interesting airplanes. The full complement of our normal aerobatic air show performers, which we have recently announced, are all lined up and ready to go. We're going to have two night air shows still. We're still going to have the night fireworks show. We're still going to have Twilight Flight Fest um, twice during the week. So as far as the aviation content in the air is is really completely unchanged uh, for Air Adventure. So we're not taking away from from anybody anybody's experience on that. Um, the, the, the banquets and those things, those really don't touch that many people when you think of how large our crowds are. Um, it's unfortunate. We always want to honor our members and we want to have uh, things like our lifetime dinner, um, our young Eagles banquet, but it's just not practical to put a thousand people into a, an area and have a buffet banquet. That's just taking on risk that we don't, we don't want to take on. But, you know, most people won't see or feel that. Well, certainly uh, your message is clear that uh, looking out for the members is, is paramount to you. Um, y- you know, no one, no one listening can argue. Uh, it's, there's been a lot of ups and downs in this world, especially with this last year. Um, but yet um, EAA continued to deliver its publications and other great programs virtually. Can you touch on and provide a recap of those accomplishments? Yeah, and thanks for bringing that up, Jim. I know, um, you know, those of us here producing this, um, we get so focused on Air Venture and you know the 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 difficulties that we've had. We've had some furloughs, we've had some layoffs. It's been a tough year. Um, that sometimes you forget about what's taken place fifty-one weeks of the year that continued to take place in spite of COVID and on behalf of our members. You know, our publication still went out and actually some of the best issues that I have seen in my entire uh, life with EA occurred during this COVID period. They just keep getting better and better. Um, we, we replaced the AirVenture 20, 
2020 with Spirit of Aviation Week, which was a, a wonderful virtual celebration that had enormous interest and uptake of people participating in it and sponsorship, um, which allowed us some, some learnings that I'll talk about later. Um, we follow that up with our Home built uh, Home Builders Week, which just finished up in, in January with 16,000 people participating uh, in that. We doubled down on the numbers of webinars that we had with attendance that was through the roof, uh, you know, five, ten times the normal amount of attendance participating in our, our online educational content programs, um, so we, which we're very, very proud about that. We actually held the Wright Brothers Memorial banquet in a virtual format, which had, you know, what other organization can have access to an EA member named James Lovell, who participated virtually to tell his story about Apollo 13. And that was all during COVID, which um, I think it's kind of unheard of. That you just, the, the, the team put their head down and just kept on going and said, we'll, we'll get through this and we'll continue to deliver for the members um, what they expect out of us. We've had Sport Air Workshop. Uh, we've learned how to do those virtually also. Um, and we've continued with small small schedule slips to two of our big initiatives that probably should have, you would have seen progress in 2020, but now you'll see it at AirVenture this year, which is our major museum expansion called Project 21, which is a year-round kid venture, year-round proficiency center, and our online AeroEducate program. So come July, you'll actually see construction taking place uh, on those two programs. So we've kept those alive. And it's it's been the team here, and it's been also on because of the support of our, our members who continue to donate and fund um, these kinds of programs. It's really great to see and, and refreshing that EA has not skipped a beat uh, moving forward and, and still providing for its membership. Um, next question is, what we are seeing at AirVenture 21, a permanent change in your mind, or or how do you see EAA going into the future? I think we, we've taken the attitude of let's not miss the opportunity with Air Venture 21, the, the changes that we make to capture the good ones and, and, and make them evergreen and put them in place forever. So when you look at the admissions process, when you look at the Camp Scholar check-in processes, um, this kind you kind of kind of you get mad at yourself saying it, it it took a crisis for you to address what's been a bottleneck for 35 years and and clean that up and so we're going to make those permanent they're not just as a result of reacting to covid it's turns out it's the right thing to do long term we we've done the same thing with evaluating our tram and bus route stops we invested in our grounds during this period of time to help improve drainage and hardening taxiways and improving roadways in the campsites, those will, those will continue to remain uh, permanent. So there, there's a lot of things. Uh, the air show, I think this double show center thing is going to, it's it's really catching on and we haven't even uh, demonstrated it yet, but the, the performers are really excited about uh, having two show centers and two acts going at the same time in a much bigger flight line. So uh, some of those are, are things that we will make sure we continue to keep in place and, and work on. And we'll see for the exhibitor layouts if that's a better permanent layout. But um, our attitude has been, let's look at all these not as just a temporary stopgap. If there's goodness that comes out of them and there's member interest in it and it benefits people, let's institute it. On a personal level, uh, you've been coming a long time to the EAA convention. I, I, and you can speak about that with your father 
but what what does this year mean for you and its its return? And it's also our founder Paul Pobresny's hundredth birthday. What what does that mean to you as an EAA member? I the um, you know if I could have one wish for Airventure Twenty One. It would be, and I'm not going to, I mean, yeah, I've been coming forever and it's part of my life, part of my family's life. And I view 2020 as the, that was the sad, it went away, it didn't happen. But but now I have responsibility of getting back to work as an EA employee and making sure 2021 uh, is, is happens and it happens in a, in a, in a good way. I, I honestly sit and think every day with what we're up against, you know, all of the back and forth on masks, no masks, and are you going to be different and what are you doing and on and on and on is let's reflect on Paul. It's, a, it's his 100th birthday. He had a vision when he established AirVenture. The vision set standards that nobody in the world in any event has ever replicated. It had to do with uh, common decency, decorum, cleanliness, uh, how people from multiple cultures and much, multiple viewpoints can all come together and do it around airplanes and the friendships. And for 2021, more than ever, Paul's looking down. Let's make sure we make him proud. Very nice. Very well spoken. Thank you very much. Um, any other parting comments you want to you want to address to the EAA members? I I just like to say really stay glued into our website and our communication so you can track how things are going and what we're doing and and I hope uh, you know join us in the journey to see that we're trying to do what's right and we think we're going to have the right environment for you. And if things continue the way they're they're happening, there is no reason to believe it's not going to be a another wonderful adventure back to back to basics of back to the good old times. Thank you very much, and it was a, a pleasure and an honor uh, both speaking with you today. And I I know you're a, a busy man, and and you've got a lot of planning still ahead of you. <laughs> with how many days until AirVenture? <laughs> it's it's one hundred and. 66 and i think you're i think i need another hundred if you could spot me another hundred <laughs> we go through this every year when we get into you're getting me really nervous now <laughs> it just will be here before you know it well we look forward to it and thank you again jack and appreciate all the great work you and your teams have, have uh, provided so i'm going to turn the mic back to hal well thank you very much jim for stepping in as host today and of course thanks as always uh, uh, to Jack for being so generous with his time and uh, taking the time to just let everybody know what's going on with AirVenture. I know there's there's a lot of questions about it, and uh, we're, as an organization, we're committed to being as transparent as possible as we, as we progress that direction. Thanks, as always, to everyone out there for listening. We appreciate uh, the fact that you tune in faithfully. Uh, we're really glad to have some new episodes of The Green Dot back in the pipeline. Please keep that feedback coming. You can always reach out to us at feedback at eaa.org. Uh, you can find these episodes on inspire.ea.org. That's our blog, our hangar flying blog. There's a place there to leave comments and com uh, feedback as well. And we're always uh, especially grateful for reviews on places like iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and wherever you consume uh, consume your podcasts. So with that, keep the, uh, the nice thoughts coming. We look forward to uh, producing more episodes, and we'll catch up with you again next time when you're cleared to land on the Green Dot. 